0: All right, George. Fast three, two, one. Untitled Beatles podcast. I did. I gave you a fast count. Let's do it. Is, did you get it? Three, uh, I two,
1: was close. one. <laughs> that was
0: locked in. All right. Let's do. Let's do another one. Three, two, one. <laughs> Untitled Beatles podcast. We run our slates like the military here at the Untitled Beatles podcast. Hello, my name's Tony.
1: What? Tony hates the military. <laughs> I like to use them as a decoration for my faux patriotism. Hi, Tony. It's TJ with the Untitled Beatles podcast.
0: Thank you so much for finding us, for listening to us. Like and subscribe. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're on YouTube. TJ, did you see we're on Next Door now, too? So you can review us on Next Door. Air your coded grievances about us on Next Door.
2: And our friends are all alone. Many more of them live next door the band begins to play
1: their music's too loud if you know They're what me- i mean <laughs> yeah. yeah i've stopped using next door because
0: it's terrifying yeah you find out how much strange when i say strange i guess i mean hatefulness is is in your neighborhood yeah
1: <laughs> oh this is the hate that's in your neighborhood, in
0: bang, your neighborhood. bang 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 <laughs> pow pow <laughs> yeah I'm just wanting to arm lots of calls to arms on next door for bullshit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm weird about where the world is going. And it's one of the reasons I love talking Beatles with you, because it's a time of solace and solitude. And uh, I love talking about the Beatles. I love that we have people who love talking about the Beatles who listen. It's just wonderful. Makes me
0: feel very happy, Tony. Me too, man. In fact, I have a listener quote that I would love to share with you. Cue Casey's
1: newly produced listener
0: quote theme.
2: (laughs) Ooh, listen to this.
0: Wow. Thanks, Casey. Sounds great. Really like that one. (laughs) I give it a two fabs. Well, today's listener quote comes to us from Susan in Baltimore, and she says, "On Saturdays, I start with coffee and NPR, and then transition to edibles and the UBP." Hey, <laughs> good
1: morning, Baltimore. <laughs> I could have gone Cal Ripkin. I went the Broadway adaptation of Hairspray.
0: Oh. You could have done the wire, too. Play that
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> The wire theme is Seinfeld on a backwards
0: tape. <laughs> George Martin did it.) <laughs> Thank you, Tom Waits. Yeah)
2: Way down in the hall.
1: Susan for listening are we allowed to say a loyal Discord user as well yeah and we have a ton of uh, fans of the show on Discord so if you're not on there already come join the party
0: yeah it's a, it's a hearty party we like to party hardy as we used to say in the 80s I never did say that, but I knew people who did.
1: Yeah. Older people than us. I think like one gener a half generation above us used to party
0: hardy. Yeah. In the 80s, if you were like in late high school and uh college or something.
1: Yeah, and that's why like some have we talked about the movie Bachelor Party on the show? Have we delved into Bachelor Party yet? The Tom Hanks Adrian's med vehicle.
0: The Tom Hanks. I was gonna <laughs> save. <Uh-oh>. Oh, fuck! <laughs>
1: I forgot.
0: <laughs> it's been a long time. In, in fact, man, I don't even know if I've ever seen that, but I want to say that was 82. I'm going to say it was 84. Okay. Okay. All right. So post-Bosom Buddies, huh? Yeah. Right?
1: Post-Bosom Buddies. I think film, maybe film before Splash, but Splash came out beforehand and made him a huge star. But Bachelor Party, mm. it, it was one of my favorite movies, and it has a scene. It is. I mention this because Party Hardy, there's a whole scene where... They're at a party. It's the bachelor party. And one of the bits that doesn't end is a mule enters, and then the mule starts <laughs> snorting pills while a stripper. And I remember being a kid. I love the movie being like, wow, older people must get fucking weird in the, the mid 80s. Like, wow, the mule's snorting pills and getting really high. <laughs> Spoiler alert the mule dies. Maybe it's a donkey. Thin line between a donkey and a mule. I'm not a farmer. <laughs>
0: So the animal dies And that is comedy
1: It is and then the whole following scene Is trying to sneak this dead mule Slash donkey out of the lobby Of like a fine hotel It's a great movie Adrian's Med sees a song called Little Demon Find that clip <laughs> it's gotta be somewhere.
0: Is that a song by the Colt? That song? No, that's Little Devil. I was yeah. gonna, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Ian Astbury,
1: yes, the Colt's a band I knew very little about, and uh, I mean, well, let's. I'll save my thoughts for that performance as we go. Do you care to introduce yeah. what this show is and the fact that it's listener supported? The PBS Pledge Drive thing is coming through.
0: <laughs> oh, yep, and our phone lines are still ringing, but there's still many people waiting to take your call. 1-800-UBP, 800 -800 untitled beatles Podcasts. Hi, kids. Hope you're enjoying the show, and we're going to have plenty more upcoming in just a couple of minutes. But before we do, we're going to take a little break so we can talk to your mom. So if she's nearby in the kitchen or just cleaning up around the house, have her come into the TV set because we want to have some very important things to say to her. Will you please? And yes, today's episode was a listener request. All the way from Melbourne, she goes by the moniker Long Live George Harrison. Oh, hi, Long Live George Harrison. She obviously is a huge George Harrison fan. Her name's Long Live George Harrison. Don't know her real name, but uh, she wanted to have us cover George Fest. This thing that came out a few years ago, about eight years ago, I guess. Right. That's when it was. It came out six years ago. Yeah, they did it in 2014.
1: I think it was released uh, for home video consumption in 2016.
0: Correct. Correct. Yeah. So this was like a, a get together that happened one night in L.A., September 28th, 2014 at the Fonda Theater. So it's a bunch of various artists all covering George music, including Danny Harrison and a bunch of other people. So, yeah, we thought we'd give this a spin. Request accepted. Shall we get into it? Challenge taken. Have you been to the Fonda Theater? <laughs> no, I've, I, uh, I, I've driven past it many a times. I've also walked past it many a time, but I've never been there. Have you? I've been, yeah. What'd you see there? Uh, I wasn't fond of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this came out February 26th of 2016, and it's three discs, huh? Yeah, is that right? I, I don't own it, but the vinyl record is three 180-gram uh, albums. Yeah, it clocks in around an hour and 46 minutes. To me, this would be perfect for like a, if you've got a road trip coming up, which you and I do. We're going to go to Cleveland yeah. very soon, next week as a matter of fact. Can't wait. Yeah, man, that'll be cool. We're going down to the Hall of Fame to see the Beatles exhibit and then hit some record stores. So, And we're going to report. We're going to make it into an episode at least.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm so excited to road trip with you. Parenthetical thought. I can't wait to just hit the road yeah. with you and, and listen to the. The thing is, we can't listen to or talk Beatles at all in the car.
0: Yeah, that's the one that's rule, the rule we made. No Beatles. So get ready for that
1: <laughs> You'd love going to Roger with someone who goes one roll Absolutely no Beatles I'm like
0: <laughs> All we do is listen to our own podcast over and over again
1: when I, yes. So
0: We're listening to this one right now the thing is, Now we're getting know, into like <laughs> Spaceballs Where we're watching yeah, the VHS I mean, of I mean, Spaceballs I mean, As it's so, happening So funny What a great that. bitch
1: <laughs> you love going to Roger with someone who goes one roll Absolutely
0: no Beatles Let's say you're in a way sometimes you know We get beatled out by the Beatles, even as huge Beatles fans. Sometimes you got to listen to other people doing Beatles music. (laughs) But it's different. It's cool. Yeah, I think it's a nice, enjoyable experience. And uh, yeah, should we just go through it? Yeah, do you want to talk... Let's talk about the show itself initially, because my reaction,
1: yeah. I I bought this... I might have digitally downloaded this on Amazon Music. I never had a physical copy of this. But I got it shortly after it came out. I think I might have downloaded it in the spring of 2016. It's one of the things I listened to once. I listened to a few of the other tracks more than once, like the uh, Britt Daniels' take on I Me Mine, a few others. But for the most part, this is something I never really revisited. I finally watched the concert as homework for the show, I'd never seen the the concert. And it absolutely changed how I felt. I thought the album was fine, yeah. the concert kinda took my breath away. The best moments in this I thought were phenomenal. Uh, was the actual live show, Tony, six hours long? I mean, I know, right? the movie clocks in at about two hours, there's there's a never-ending band, <laughs> I've never seen more. I'm like, who is, <laughs> who's that guitar? Wait, who the fuck is that player now? Like, it's just the band members, I know. there's
0: 18 drummers. Yeah, it's like they've got a new, like each artist for the most part has their own backing band with them, which which makes sense, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, they there must have been a lot of turnover between acts. Yeah, you'd think. Yeah. So it's over 50 artists, including like Brian Wilson, Danny Harrison. Why did I put Brian Wilson in front of Danny Harrison? Well, probably because Brian Wilson is the greatest son of a Beatle. <laughs> You son of a beetle. <laughs> son of a beetle. Nora Jones, Weird Al, Britt Daniel from Spoon, The Flaming Lips are there, Hart, a guy from The Strokes, a guy from Weezer, Conan O'Brien hosted it. We only see him, in the, though, at the top, right? I don't remember seeing him after that. No, I don't even think he comes back for All Things Must Pass. I didn't see him. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so it's hosted by Conan O'Brien. I thought it's good. Um To me, it sounds like everyone rehearsed, with the exception of Flaming Lips. I think everybody rehearsed their song.
1: Yeah. And they said this a couple times in the film, listening to Ben Harper especially, like they really wanted to do right by the songs. Yeah. And I think for the most part, they did. I think for something this weirdly long, there are very few misses, I thought. And again, I mean, this is when I heard the album... I listened to it once, probably, Tony. And then, I, like I said, I listened to a few other tracks more than that. But I've never gone back to this as an entire concert. The video of this really helped me enjoy and appreciate this. It's also a time capsule of, like, contemporary rock, other than some of the oldies, the
0: contemporary rock in, like, the mid-2010s. Very much so. Very much so. Well, Conan comes out and starts it up. I want
2: to apologize told this was a tribute to George Michael
0: I spent a week learning the song Faith so I apologize and they said let's put the comic on first give him a guitar that will set the bar really freaking low and everyone else is gonna sound amazing alright makes a George Michael reference before this is before he died
1: well that's why we have to cancel Conan now <laughs> and Faith, not a terrible song. Like, I get it. By the way, Paul McCartney and George Michael were tight. So cool it, Conan. They're all cancel you like I canceled R.E.M.
2: Well, it nice
0: <laughs> well he comes out, he makes his, uh, yeah, his funny George Michael crack or whatever. And then he goes into a ripping version of Old Brown's shoe. Was impressed and he's sitting there conan on the strat as you know conan like went on tour with a band during the that hiatus time between leno and tbs or whenever that was right there's that old saying that like comedians always want to be rock stars and then rock stars always want to be comedians and i get that like i play in bands but then i do this with you you know
1: What's that great, what's the viral thing, rock stars who want to be comedians drinking coffee in cars with other comedians? (laughs) The one that was Between the Two Ferns, that one? That was great. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Bare Naked Ladies does that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Chinese chicken, if it didn't be a samurai. (laughs) To your point, I think I give Conan so much fucking credit for coming out and rocking this this great George Harrison tune that in one respect feels obscure and in another doesn't because it's on uh, 67 to 70. So this song has massive yeah. prominence in the Beatles canon. It's a, it's a great opener for this. Uh, where's Andy Richter. How do you bring Conan out and not have Andy Richter doing a bit?
0: Yeah. At least playing tambo or something. Yeah. Right? Or Hambone. <laughs> That's uh it feels like this was his band, right? Like the Conan Late Night band playing with him. Jimmy Vivino, who's in a bunch of this, yeah. Yeah, because he nails the solo. In fact, he takes two solos on this, which is always funny. But yeah, man, I think it's great. I think the song it sounds like a Mac truck. I love they're like leaning into that ending. I really think this is a great kickoff to this to this thing.
1: I agree with you, and they end it on a minor chord, which is interesting. By the way, this is the version that's going to be on the Giles Martin remix of "Revolver." They replaced the George Harrison
0: one with a Conan one to see who notices. <laughs> who just—that's what they're doing now. That's a... Giles is—he's a Joker. <laughs> he's a smoker. He's a midnight yeah. poker. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I think it's great. I, one thing you're going to hear me comment on a bunch as you do these songs, Tony, is I compare a lot of these to the versions from Live in Japan that George did, and especially the concert for George, the tribute organized by Clapton, what, 14 years before this. So I kind of compare those versions, and it's great to hear the actual old brown shoe ending. If you remember on George Harrison's Live in Japan... Morris the yeah. goes doo, doo, ah! they make it kind of right. like a Vegasy thing the Vegas that thing. helps diminish it this I feel like some more authentic version of old brown
0: shoe I dig it and I give Conan a ton of respect for opening the show with it that's cool and it is interesting that the host opens with his own thing you know because it's like uh well I mean other than that time when the Beatles did Sullivan And Sullivan came out And did Not A Second Time Before They did uh, <laughs> All My Lovin'
1: <laughs> Yeah it's, I think it said Sullivan's best performance He had his arms folded The
0: whole time Yeah Looked Well that's down. how you gotta Sing that song You know <laughs> You know you made me cry
1: What a Sullivan you
2: do
0: <laughs> You know you made me cry You know you Made me cry He only knew the one lyric
1: He did He kept repeating (laughs) it While the guy's Spitting plates behind him
0: (laughs) Yeah, Topo, G.J.O. And all that Uh, yeah Well, thank you, Conan Great intro Great opening Way to get the show started And then You like Spoon a lot Britt Daniel comes out He does a version of I Mean Mine Texas indie band They've been around forever They've Been around since the 90s Yeah, Spoon Good job
1: it's a great version of it and one you don't hear covered a lot and I gotta throw a plug in right now the new spoon it's not new anymore but there's a new-ish spoon song called Wild that is probably mm. my favorite spoon song of all time it's heavy rotation really? on XRT we used to do a lot of XRT in this house on the Odyssey app I hope I get paid for dropping that <laughs> <I'm sure> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah like there's a new spoon song called Wild that I just adore
2: and the world still so
1: Yeah, I mean, Spoon's been around forever. And uh, one of the things I love about Spoon is every album sounds a little bit different. I mean, they had kind of the hot thoughts, uh, more electronic stuff going on a couple years ago. And this new album uh, is a bit more returned to straight rock. But like, I think this is a cool tune.
0: He almost makes it sound like a Spoon song. His voice is so unique. Uh, what did you think of this one? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Apparently, his dad was a huge Beatles and Stones fan. And like a a guitar collector. And so, yeah, it seems like he had, he had Beatles probably grown up, you know, yeah. in his house.
1: You could kind of feel the song in his bones. And uh, one other note I have, and I say this about Spoon quite frequently, is they're on my list of if this were the 90s or the 80s, they'd be known by everyone. It just, rock being so fragmented and kind of, you're not going to hear this on like a top 40 station. So it limits the audience. And, you know, how do you get this out to like the masses unless they're on snl um which even that's got <sighs> yeah got a different thing than it did a long time ago but yeah man i am yeah pro, i'm pro fucking spoon as a modern day great rock band
0: one of my favorite george solo songs ballad of sir frankie crisp let it roll done by jonathan bates and danny harrison the, he's in a band called mellow drone it's like an la band and a uh, big black delta is his solo project jonathan bates
1: Heard of him But I think It's a great version I love that it suits His voice Uh yeah. the, the ending Where it boils down To basically It's like him and Danny Just repeating the Oh Sir Frankie Chris This is a great song As we've talked about On the show Yeah And this song Got renewed interest They named that Mid-aughts Compilation, the first George compilation in years since the Dark Horse thing, uh, they named it Let It Roll, Songs of George Harrison. So this song looks like the yeah. Harrison estate realized after his death like how important this song is. And it's sung gorgeous here. I love this take.
0: Me too, yeah. The harmonies on the title line are great. And I like that it's nearly a cappella at the end.
2: Oh, so-
0: It's just a great song. So it's like if you have a great song and people get that, it shines through, you know.
1: You know, it's frustrating trying to find out not having a physical copy who the band is for the entire show and for each song. I wish I had agreed. I I might want to buy the vinyl just so I know who's playing. Maybe it's on there on the liner notes but the piano player in this is great and he's replicating the original licks so nicely and it's mixed real high much respect to this piano player this whole album is an exercise Tony in songs I wish he'd done in Japan yeah I mean that one weird Japan tour with Clapton however what 10 shows or whatever the set list is good but so much is left out wouldn't you have loved to have heard George do this live totally
0: yeah this is one of my favorite solo songs so yeah so it's cool to hear it in a different form, yeah And it's in a nice place The number three spot, the number three spot's a great spot On the record, to me that's like I don't know, you usually put something that shines There, and and I think they did Yeah, they sure did uh, Then we get Nora Jones, as you know Worldwide, huge artist Daughter of Ravi Shankar So there's the George connection there She she does something, the big hit Something Something slightly jazzy. It's like a modern standard. A modern standard. As Sinatra might
1: say, a great Lennon-McCartney song.
0: One of the best Lennon-McCartney songs ever.
1: (laughs) So great. Oh, Frank.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so this is, uh, yeah, this is what it is. Not my favorite, you know, whatever. It's interesting. It's the first song of the night in a different key than
1: the original. And in general, uh, they transpose a bunch of the songs that the women sing. It's not a judgment call. It just it's it is what it is. Different registers, different ranges. Yeah. Uh, but it is weird to hear this in a bit of a different key. I think it's nice. It is a little jazzier. I've never been a huge Nora Jones fan. Everyone loved that first album. I felt like it was it was like musical uh, indica.
0: Musical indica, yeah. the strain of marijuana—is yeah. that what you just mean? Just like, just kind, just kind of <laughs> like sleepy strain.
1: Sleep. Just put it on. You know, maybe have like a cup of tea in the winter. Waiting for the bag of bones. <laughs> I'm
0: tired. So maybe around the time music became wallpaper and background <laughs> music for our our lives, the soundtracks of our lives—in other words, they yeah. Tried. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) I mean, but again, her talent's unquestionable. She's, I think, like Billboard's most successful jazz artist of the 2000s. So, like, give her much credit. But no, this is not. It's a lovely reading that's not my cuppa. Uh,
0: Yo, Tom Bien, man. I'm with you on that. Same thing with the next guy, Brandon Flowers, doing uh, his version of Got My Mind Set on You. He's the lead singer of The Killers. It's the guy from The Killers. I
2: got my mind set.
0: Notes say competent but not exciting. So that's that's my take on it. What do you think?
1: Okay, you ready for the rant? Are you ready? Get ready, TJ. Rant
2: coming. Ranting,
1: Ooh. ranting, 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 ranting. I make the rawhide themes on like a show tune. Hey, ranting, 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 ranting. Randy Moss. <laughs>
0: Thanks again for the major seven. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Get rid of the piano. <laughs> Horrible. Um, okay, how the fuck do you have Weird Al at this show and not have him come out and do even part of this song that's just six words long? It's the Weird Al parody of this from the Fat album. <laughs>
0: Made me mad. Wait, this is the basis of your rant.
1: Yeah, like how you got Weird Al on a show. How do you not just come on for one verse of because it was like a Weird Al hit in '88. How do you you got Weird Al? You'd have him do his George Harrison parody. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like the Killers. My wife loves the Killers. That first album, I thought was was really great. i am not, you know, uh, I mean, I haven't like followed everything they've done, but yeah, I think the Killers right. are a good band. I think this version of it is sluggish, and I don't think. Brandon Flowers ever makes this one take off. He's clearly having no. fun singing it, but yeah. this song never, part of the joy of the song is it's always kind of perpetually taken off. This song never takes off. The band tempo's too slow.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think the the SNL saxophones are my favorite part of this <laughs> song. I love sax <laughs> I mean, I do and I don't Like, I'm, I'm not into, like, David Sanborn or whatever You know, I'm not into that weird, smooth jazz stuff But I like a decent sax solo It, can, Yeah, it got a bad rap Rightly so, because it started getting used for, you know, the wrong reasons But if it's good, it's good That said, there was something kind of telling, you know, in the video There's a lot of talking heads moments Yeah, I love David Sanborn. And there's Burnham. a... <laughs> Well, you know what I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, It's like, you know, people with their their heads on the screens and they're talking and anyway, they cut to Brandon Flowers talking about how like when he was a kid, mm-hmm. Got My Mind set On You was a number one. It's not a George original,
2: but a lot of us, you know, that were born in maybe were in the era that I was born, I was born in 1981, that may have been the first introduction to any Beatle, because I think it was, you know, in the mid 80s when that was a huge hit. And so I think, you know, that could have been the first time I heard a beetle sing. It sounded like I
0: don't think he was much of a, like a Beatles fan. You know what I mean? That was the vibe I got off of his interview thing during this. Like, oh, he's here for the fun and he's not really a huge fan.
1: 100% Tony, because he even said, yeah, it was a hit in the mid 80s. It came out in 87. That's mid to late 80s guy. (laughs) (laughs) So much for being Mr. Brightside, bitch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right Because as you know We are sticklers To all things (laughs) Correct on this show I
1: mean as many listeners Know Cold Jerky Came out in 78 Uh, And that's fine
0: (laughs) (laughs) Moving on I like this next version Uh, It's the Heartless Bastards They're doing a version Of If Not For You
2: If Not For You It's not for
0: you. That's a really nice version. Erica Winterstrom. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but she's the the voice on this. I think it really suits this Dylan. It's a Dylan song, but covered on uh, All Things Must Pass.
1: You sure that's not Sarah Jessica Parker? <laughs> I'm like, what's she doing there? Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I think this is fine. I feel like this song's been covered. A, you know, there's a Libby Newton John who we just lost. I mean, we did, we just lost is such a weird phrase. We didn't lose her; she is dead. Like we have not. Well, we lost. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's. A you weird... can still
0: listen to her music. Yeah, right.
1: She's not been lost. You know, and through the mists of time, we have to go back. yeah i mean this is fine heartless bastards are one of those groups there's like three or four groups like that and i think they're fine and this is nice and you know she gone <laughs> olivia i
0: mean he gone. yes yes heartless bastards are still around they're the cincinnati band that sounds like this well first time i heard this was when venus
1: flytrap played them <laughs> <laughs> Baby, if you ever wondered.
0: a little trivia on their on their name the heartless bastards that was an unused contender for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Could have been really? Tom Petty and the Heartless Bastards. Yeah. Yeah. Is that true? That's what I read. Okay. That's a not bit. Like I didn't write that. That's not one of my bits.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's I wasn't sure because it sounds, it sounds like a bit. I because my bit is, you know, their original name was gonna be uh uh Shotzi after Marge Shot's dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Marge Shot. Reviled owner of the Cincinnati Reds, Marge Schott. Legi- Thank you. Isn't there
1: video of her giving like a, a SIG Heil? Like there's Something like that,
0: man. Marge Schott was a Nazi. In 1996, she was suspended for life after stating
1: her support for Adolf Hitler. Okay, this next one here is by a gentleman I didn't know who apparently everybody else knows who's in a band I didn't know I guess the the cult was huge Yeah Fill me in on Ian Asbury and tell me about this tune cuz I first of all I adore everything I the selection his reasoning for it, the way he sings it the band playing Five Fabs but tell me about this song
0: Well it's a song from Living in the Material World TJ
1: Yes <laughs> That much I know from '73.
0: Yeah, so that was his second solo album. If you, yeah. you know, if you don't count electronic music and all that.
1: Oh, well, that and um, uh, Wonderwall music, Wonderwall. Are, the, are the Beatles' story <laughs> of the George Harrison canon. You don't count them.
0: The Two Virgins, the Life with the Lions, yeah, the Family Way.
1: Wait, so this would make in George Harrison parlance somewhere in England is George Harrison VI. <laughs>
0: George Harrison, six.
1: <laughs> oh, I got the math wrong, so never mind. So, by <laughs> of the song, we I mean, about Ian Asprey, tell me about the cult. Like, you seem like someone who knows this music.
0: Well, I had to play the cult when I worked on 93.7 KCLB The Valley's Rock. So, I played that. We played Firewoman, we played Lil Devil, a uh, few others. People told me, like, if I liked Danzig, I would like the cult. And I was like, oh, let me get into that. But I liked Danzig so much that I couldn't get into the cult. The cult, they're all right, they're cool. Electric was a record that did pretty well. It was like late 80s. Okay, so back to this one. What do you think of this tune? It's not my favorite. I'll be honest. Okay. It's not my favorite. It's it's real sleepy to me. Like at a show, it's it was like a sleepy choice. But he says as much in the doc part. He's like, yeah, I picked this really obscure one. I didn't pick like a big upbeat song.
2: The reason I chose the song would be here now because it's not the flashiest song and it's not you know the hit. But for me spiritually, it's the moment when he really had that awakening of like being present in the present moment and that's everything and the material world not working as a construct to keep the ego together it's just not enough remember now be here now as it's not before.
0: So yeah, for me, it was a little sleepy. I I, I loved it because
1: it's a song that uh, unless I'm listening to the vinyl of Living in the Material World, I, I don't seek this one out. This doesn't go on mixes. I've got this in a George Harrison bucket of like Just For Today from Cloud Nine, just kind of a sleepy George song. But Ian Asprey's, I've never seen this done live, Ian Asprey's performance of it made me drink the lyrics in like I never have before. And maybe just some stuff I'm going through, you know, personally, just the concept and the reiteration of what he's saying about it with that simplicity of Buddhism. Be Here Now, it it says everything it needs to say. And I communicated with the song on a level I never had before.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah think I was too busy playing Sudoku during this uh, to really take it in. Sudoku! <laughs> <laughs> well, I particularly like the next offering, uh, Wawa, right? This is a great version of another one of my favorite George solo songs. Uh, Nick Valencia, this is the guitarist from The Strokes. So I like The Strokes. To me, me too. To me, The Strokes were part of that little glimpse of rock and roll revival that happened in like 2000, 2001 that it was like, Oh cool. Rock and roll's back for a minute. Like garage rock, you know, yeah. that first album is great. This Is It is a great record. I I don't think there's a bad song on there. It's a good record, man. And I remember I had like an a UK copy, like an advanced copy that had New York City Cops on it. Really? Because they took that song off in the US after 9-11. That album came out sometime around 9-11 or whatever it was. Like a month later, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So they took that New York City Cops song off of there. Yeah, I love The Strokes. I love the version of Wawa here. Okay, I love sax solos, right? Especially the one on Wawa. I love that the guitar does the sax solo on this song. Yes. I'll always be guitar over sax, FYI.
1: I don't know. You seem like more <laughs> Q. David Sanborn's Songbird uh, or David no. Songbird's
2: Sandburn. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: Correction.
2: Ah, come on, TJ. I can't believe you'd slander David Sanborn like that. It's Kenny G's Songbird. Ah. Uh get your smooth jazz straight
1: yes although part of what makes the the horn stuff in Wawa so great is it's it's brax it brax, it's brax tax
0: baby it, <laughs> it's Zach it's Braff.
1: like it's <laughs> if you like Garden State you'll love Ian Asbury's be here now parentheses slow version <laughs> yeah man uh Nick Valencia singing in this is great I mean it's it, this is joy it's so funny this was the finale at the Clapton tribute to George, the concert for George and here, what is this song six? <laughs> like something like th- that. Yeah. There's so on. many tunes in here. There's a couple when we get to act two that are like, how is this song? Not the closer. And this is one of them. This is just pure joy from start to finish.
0: Yeah. Really good version.
1: And this drummer, this is Matt Sorum from guns and roses. Who's just destroying on drums in this.
0: I totally agree. Yeah. He's throwing in those roles. Yeah. It's great. This is uh, one of my favorites from George Fest, for sure.
1: And what's your favorite from the spaghetti incident? Question mark, exclamation <laughs> point.
0: <laughs> the cover of Attitude by the Misfits. <laughs> <laughs> Way too much GNR knowledge on this show in one combo.
2: Guns <laughs> N' uh, Roses podcast. Like and subscribe.
0: Coming up is the Jamestown revival. Uh, yeah, follow that, guys. They do their folk duo Kind of thing With If I Needed Someone That's kind of The Americana version If you like your George With like a, a bandana And a trucker cap <laughs> An Ironic trucker cap
2: If I needed Someone to love You're the one That I'd be thinking of If I needed
1: someone If I some more time to spend Then I guess I'd be with you, my friend If I needed someone uh, Prove to me this isn't the Avid Brothers. <laughs> like My thought is like there are nine <laughs> bands that sound like this. <laughs> yeah. And congrats you know. to the Jamestown revival, but like, all right, it's fine.
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm with you. It is, it is, it's fine. It is, uh, yeah, if you want to do the Americana thing, here you go. There you go. Check that box. Yeah. So the Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, it's funny because they're like uh, two guys that used to be in Brian Jonestown Massacre, which was a very polarizing confrontational band back in the day. Well, man, I found that this song was like almost unrecognizable when it started. I was like, are they doing the Eagles? (laughs) Because it sounds like... (laughs) The guitar is like doing the bass line to one of these nights or something. I was like, what is this, man? Come on, I really appreciate the fuzz and the the overdriven delay on the lead guitar in this song. I I ended up quite liking this version of Art of Dying. As soon as I recognized it, I'm like, oh, I thought they were going to stretch it out more on that second solo. I was kind of hoping for that. I was really enjoying the guitar sonics on this song. It's cool to see bands do their own thing in this, too.
1: Do you think I liked this song or didn't like this song?
0: Um... (laughs) I guess I'm going to say you didn't like it. I ding, ding, ding,
1: ding, ding, I did not <laughs> like the song. I wrote, this is when I would, if I were at the concert, this is when I duck into the bathroom and smoke from my one hitter. It's basically <laughs> my Valentine or Queenie. I.
0: <laughs> this is when you go, oh, you yeah. don't need to hear this. I, I hope I make it back for the next one. Oh, that's funny. See, I would have done that during Jamestown revival. I would have been like, all right. Like you say, I've seen 12 of these bands. I feel like no one else is doing this thing that they're doing on the stage. (laughs) Murdering a George Harrison tune. Wow. Okay. All right. See, to me, it's like, I like here, here. I like that they weren't paralyzed in having to recreate an exact copy of the song. Like that's the thing with these tribute shows. Like, okay, there's a solo in this do I have to do the exact same solo, you know, when they do tax man and the guy does the tax man solo, it's like, okay. But for this song, it's like, I feel like you're allowed to stretch out on this song a little more and kind of make it your own. I'm glad. I I don't know. To me, this one ranks higher than others. It ranks higher than Brandon Flowers to me. Copy that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's good to know though. What'd you think of Danny Harrison's Savoy Truffle? Well, before that, in the video, he's wearing a Rip City
1: hat, which for a long time was the slogan of the Portland Trailblazers. So maybe my, I kept thinking, is Danny Harrison a Blazers fan? <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> I guess. I, I,
1: I really just spent a lot of time like, why is he wearing a hat that says Rip City? Um, I think this is great. It's hard enough to sing your dad's music. You know, after he's gone at a concert he's producing. But you know what? And you can hear him stumble But This is not an easy song. The no. count ins on the song. verse are hard to come in on. And I-, I give him so much credit, not just for choosing this song, but also for really nailing it.
2: Cream, tangerine,
1: It's uncanny how much he looks and sounds like his father. There's a bit of like. 80s Julian Lennon. I know Danny's older now than Julian was in the eighties, obviously. Sure. But, yeah. but I really the comparison
0: gives me chills. Yeah. Yeah, he sounds like a like a facsimile of him. Like it's it's like a little bit brighter. It sounded slightly higher in pitch, like it's it was like Savoy Truffle Jr., like the the mini box of chocolates or something. You know? <laughs> the, the
1: fun size Savoy Truffle.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Halloween <laughs> <laughs> the Halloween candy version of Savoy Truffle. Trick or treat. Comes
1: in a bag at $9 at, at uh, Mariano's. <laughs> the only place you can get fucking crackle. Have you ever eaten a full size crackle? I haven't. How, where do you find a crackle? <laughs>
0: Say no to crackle, man. Say no to crackle. Crackle is wackle. <laughs> I say it's crackle, the crispy sound. You gotta have crackle or the clock's not wound. Peace, crackle, feathers, tickle, bells, puckle, beats, tickle, but crackle makes the world go round. Okay, then we get Brian Bell from Weezer and uh, Chase Cole, who I was not familiar with. Um, I feel like a lot of these artists are kind of like L.A. people that Danny's friends with, you know what I mean? That's yeah. the vibe I'm getting. And uh, so Chase Cole, she's a singer. Her dad was like a huge... Concert promoter. So she's like kind of from the biz. To me, she sounds like a singer at the Dresden in LA when Marty and Elaine used to do their thing. RIP Marty, man. They used to do this thing at the Dresden, you know, in Los Feliz. And like sometimes anyone could take the mic and you'd. That's what it felt like to me. The dressing room is packed with a young, hip crowd. Marty and Elaine have finally made it in LA.
2: LA. I love
1: to be in LA. Yeah, I mean I, I'm vaguely in love with her. Um, is my that first right? thought is my first thought is like is that feist? She's got kind of a feisty wispiness to her voice. I I, I thought she was great. Fun mm. song for her to sing because
2: you're sweet.
1: You know, I will always, I mean, the definitive version is obviously George doing this, but when McCartney comes out in the concert for George and does this, as his opening song, when I want to hear this live, I will not listen to the Chase Cole version. I will listen to
0: McCartney doing it at the concert for George. Sure, sure. And this would be a version of For You Blue. We haven't mentioned the song yet, but maybe we've heard it Let the listener guess (laughs) what the fuck we're saying at any given time. (laughs) yeah but that's also the nice thing though is like we have this huge paint box now of all these beatles songs like if you're in the mood for a cover and you've already heard the paul version i guess you could choose this one
1: yes which i do enjoy (laughs) and I, i she's beautiful and her voice is wonderful yeah i'm a chase cole fan
0: oh well there you go there you go sounds like you're gonna be chasing chase (laughs) <laughs> it's for all you Paw Patrol fans out there.
2: <laughs> Chase, use the drone to fire Spy Walkie Talkie to Danny. Ruff! Drone!
0: Well, closing CD number one, this is uh, it's three LPs and two CDs. Closing CD one is Ann Wilson with her version of Beware of Darkness. Ann Wilson, oh. of course, from Heart. Yeah, I like Heart. I've always liked Heart. She's such a powerful vocalist. I love that she brings it to this song.
1: Yeah, hearing her do this is trim- she's a goddess is what I wrote down. I mean, she's yeah, like man. for for whatever reason and not talked about enough rock god. I mean, she's she's so good you know what's weird about Hard is Hard had those two phases, Tony. Hard had like the yes. classic rock phase, and then they had those all those '80s songs like "Never" and "What About Love." "Never," I love "Never" is one of those haunting melodies. The '80s pop. Where, like overproduced, like ninety-five percent DX7 <laughs> keyboard, yeah, uh, <laughs> like mixed with the high end, the treble mixed all the way. This is a great version, and I actually jotted down, I think I've written this note every time we talk about the song I write, is this George Harrison's greatest song? (laughs) I mean, there's uh, the the melody, the lyrics, what it says, the chord changes, the build, the rises and falls of this. I mean, it's got to be in like a top three, right? I just, I love the song and her performance is stunning.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's cool what she's able to bring to this song. She gives it a power to use that word again. She gives it a gravitas or something that I guess I'll just say it that George doesn't. Because George is George is, I feel like George comes from a different place. Like George doesn't come from like a, a giant, like top of the mountain kind of a thing. George is on the outside. That's why a lot of people like George, because he's kind of on the outside looking at everything and observing the world as opposed to declaring, like, there's an ego here that the song benefits from, I think, with this version.
1: That is so well said, Tony. Yes, that's a way to differentiate and it's a testament to how well written the song is, because George's more kind of plaintive reading of this is super effective and stunning but am wilson's classic rock voice bombastic version is also incredible it's a testament to the greatness of how the song is written musically and lyrically
2: more like beware the stopwatch hello there it's producer casey here once again our conversation ran a little bit long so we're gonna have to call this one another two-parter As always, thank you so much for listening. If you're new to the program, thanks for checking us out. We'd love to know what you think. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you can, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We're a small operation, and each review you leave does a ton to help us find other like-minded Beatle fans and to grow the show. And that's all I got. Take care and watch out for George Fest Part 2 coming in hot to your podcast feed next Saturday morning. Beware of the darkness. Beware of darkness. Oh, oh,
1: oh. Thank
0: you. Untitled Beatles Podcast.
2: Like and subscribe.